So you're a dentist, eh? You're in the right place. This is the Canadian Dentist Podcast with Dr. Carlo Biasucci, where you'll get a truly Canadian approach to building a low-stress, highly profitable practice and live life on your terms. Learn more at TheElitePractice.com. The following is an excerpt from a recent members-only Q&A session. Now, this question I get multiple times, but... How do you fit new patients in your schedule when the schedule is full? So like it's full now, but how do you kind of map it out that you can fit it in the schedule basically? So it's a lack of capacity. Mm -hmm. We need more spots and we don't have them. So there are three things that come to mind with this question. Um, The first is build more capacity, which is the obvious. Now, if you don't have space, then that sucks. You need to get space. Otherwise, you're going to be stuck. Um, If we're talking about, do you say new patients? Mm -hmm. Okay, so new patients. The first thing I would do is block the hygiene schedule for the number of new patients you want. So if it's two a day, block two a day. And don't fill them, don't fill those spots until two days before, even 24 hours before, but two days before, uh, then you could put regular hygiene there. But I would keep them open until, because when new patients call, I want to get them in quick. Okay, so if I want to see 100 new patients in a month, I'm having X number of spots per hygienist per day held. Okay, so that's first step. The next would be, if there's an alternate provider or way to, you know, maybe you have like a chair you don't use often, or you have like a less functional operatory or some way to see new patients that an assistant can do some of the process. That might be another way. Um, If I'm bringing on an associate, maybe they do the new patient exams in their chair at first. Great way to build rapport. Great way to, to, to get an associate to start from zero because they're building a relationship with the patient much better than they would if they they just popped in and out. Um, So I would have a, at first like a brand new, associate doesn't have a patient base in your practice and you want to build them from scratch, that's how I would do it because you will, they will inevitably build a far stronger relationship with people. Case acceptance will be a little bit better um, in that case. Now, at volume, it doesn't work. But in the beginning, when they're not busy, sure. Um, I guess there's a fourth, which is like dead last. I suppose you could put them in the doctor's schedule, but I hate that because it kills your production. Um, I'd really try to find another option. Now, you want you want to preempt these problems. Like when you're starting to run up against the potential of a capacity issue, look for space. Um, look for spaces, many different facets. Like, you know, could be buying this or, or expanding in the space next door. It could be, you know, my favorite, which is, um, you know, buying a larger practice or a larger space and merging into it. You know, we have many clients who do this, and I think it's a brilliant way to do it. And I've seen it success story after success story. Find a, another practice nearby, like same market draw. You're not getting people to like have to leave their town or something. You know, they would still have just as well gone there, buy that location, move everything into there, and then you've got a bigger space. Plus, you've got patients and you've got the team, and you've got often a doctor will stick around, so you've got an associate. It's a great way to build quickly. I mean, I did that twice. And, you know, it helps. Trust me, it helps to build mass, like critical mass of patients. Um, buying the space next door or renting it, whatever, like 
find the space because it's a really good problem when you have that critical mass of patients that you can get the number of new patients that you have a problem getting them in. That's a good problem. I don't want to like turn people away. Second part to that is um, maybe I'm more careful about what I'm bringing in. Maybe I'm trying to select for higher value procedures. Maybe I shut off all my other marketing and I just market for Invisalign or something. You can do that. Personally, I think it's stupid and I wouldn't do it because I want every patient who wants to be a patient of ours to be a patient of ours because I can find a way to treat them and I can make them a hygiene patient, right? Now, it doesn't mean everybody at, at all costs, but, you know, within reason. And I, I, I don't like the... This is probably a story for another time, different question, but I don't like the heavy focus. Well, some people are doing it very well, and we have members that do this very well. And I, I mean, those that are doing it, it's beautiful. Would I recommend that you do it? No, especially as you start getting closer to sale, which is to focus on big procedures because it's an unsellable practice. Because another dentist who buys it, especially if it's a corp, where are they going to find a dentist to put in there who can do these procedures successfully, predictably, and maintain the numbers. They won't. So they're going to take that and value it as a bread and butter practice, and you're not going to get anywhere near the value of it. So that's another story. But okay, so I think I've covered covered off how I would handle the new patients there. Perfect. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Canadian Dentist Podcast. If you want to know how Dr. Biasucci tripled his practice in three years and cut his work week in half, Request your free information kit at theelitepractice.com.